is Blasian Radio. Good evening. Hello, Loretta. How are you? How do people know it's the evening? What if they're listening in the early hours of the morning, Chrissy? That would be weird. <laughs> 2 a.m. Blasian Radio, Sash. We've all Sorry. of our followers. <laughs> All of oh our followers God. from various locations, they could be listening oh, at any time. They head back from the club, 3am, put Blasian Radio on, everyone get round, pass around the joy, you know, <laughs> I hear that's how it goes. Um, I think so. Loretta, how has your week been? How is, I guess we don't have Roland this week, which is a you know, massive blow to our egos. So Roland added a, a panache and a flair that if all of our future guests, that's the standard that you'll have to be holding yourself up to. And I'm, I'm, I'm almost quite sad to not have Roland's. Almost. Yeah, almost. Roland is great. And we hope he is, you know, somewhere listening, driving from a socially distant location and smiling <laughs> to himself. <laughs> Um, but I'm uh, excited for this week's catch up. Do you want to give a, a rundown of what we're discussing? First, we're going to do a foxtrot into the insanity that is Kanye Howard West. And then we're going to do the, the back it up, the back it up. Yes. Into our awesome segment that we do on every episode. And then we're going to talk about how mining your views. Chrissy and Loretta, how our views have changed from now versus 10 years ago. And then very lastly, and then lastly, because that's not a word, we're going to do the Transformer robots into our last topic, which is about polyamorous relationships. And we're going to be atting Will and Jada Smith, but also just whether or not they work. Take it away. Let's do it. David's. Simons, Elizabeths, single mothers, film watchers. This next segment, we're going to be talking about the insanity that is Kanye Tyrone West. So, Chrissy, I don't know if you've uh, seen some of the some of the things that are out there or heard some of the things that have happened, but let me just start off with. Kanye has said on Twitter that he will be running in the, I can't even say the straight face. He will be running in the 2020 US presidential elections. So there's that. <laughs> to start with. Yep. Yep. It's fucking 2020 is the weirdest year ever, but continue. <laughs> and, and then moving on, I'm just going to give everybody just just a little bit of Maggie seasoning of just some of the things Kanye has said in in, in the recent history. Kanye West suggests that African-American slavery was a choice. Kanye speaks out against abortion. Thou shalt not kill. Kanye joins anti-LGBTQ plus pastor rally on a massive prayer. Kanye comes out as a sex abuser apologist. These are just the top headlines, guys. <laughs> These are just the, the, just the, the ones at the top. We're not even going to touch on what he did to Taylor. Honestly, that is the biggest controversy for me because that woman is like my fucking idol. Yeah, he's fucking mental. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, I can't believe it. Like 2020, 
we thought it was a good year. We all started great. And then, like, Kobe died. And then, you know, there's fires in Australia. And then we had this bloody pandemic. And now, to top it off, so far, we're not even, like, well, we're kind of halfway through the year now. Kanye has done a tweet. <laughs> probably, like, probably high or just, like, fucking, just, you know, on a whim, going, like, oh, Kim, Kim, look, I'm going to do this. Puts out this stupid tweet saying he's going to become president. And I was just like, I saw it. I saw a meme that said like, Kanye West saying he's going to run for president is like any man that applies for any job thinking they're qualified. And it's so true because um, seeing when like people apply for jobs, I just notice like it's always the men, very rarely the women. But it's always the men that have no qualifications for it and seem to apply. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a quick learner. <laughs> um, so, I mean, I mean, Kanye running for president, it, I mean, it could be worse. You could have a reality TV star as your president. Like which Kim No, like Donald. <laughs> Do you know, the only thing I know about Donald was that he's got that big building in New York and he used to be on... Home Alone 2, when the, when the ghost, he was on Home Alone 2, he gave the kid directions in the Park Plaza Hotel. No way. <laughs> I promise you. Wow. He's also, he was on The Apprentice. He's like Alan Sugar's version of The Apprentice guy. But, uh, back to Kanye. I'm baffled. Apparently he hasn't really done anything. Like actually applied for anything, but he's just done that tweet, and apparently it's just like a marketing ploy. But still, mental if he does. And also, I get a bit worried because a lot of people are going like, "Oh yeah, vote for Kanye, it'd be a joke." Or like, if he was to run, like, yeah, you know, vote for Kanye, he's better than Trump. But also, like you said, Kanye's mental. <laughs> he is. He's actually the most insane human in Hollywood. No, there's also that Tom Cruise guy, but that yeah, doesn't know Kanye. <laughs> Wait, when he became a Scientologist. He, Kanye, so Kanye has, so apparently Kanye has a PhD, actually, and I tell people this and no one believes me. Is it true? Well, I know uh, it's true. Is it true? I've never heard of that. He, Kanye has a doctorate. He's, he's a PhD. And it's an honorary doctorate degree. I've literally just Googled it. Hold on. That's the same thing. Did he wear a cap? Yes. Did they give he, him a certificate? Yes. He quit school or college or uni when he was 20. <laughs> Which one was it? School, college or uni? <laughs> well, the Americans say it different, don't they? College is uni to them. And school, to be fair. So, fuck you. But, yeah, he, he quit school at 20, so there's no chance this bloke's getting a PhD. <laughs> I think you... Look, look, when you say stuff like that, you are fake news. Because you're acting as if he did, like, five years, do, like, PhD studies, etc. No, like, the Art Institute of Chicago have given him a doctorate because of his, like, musical ability. And I want to put it out there that Kanye's music bangs. I love yeah. it. I listen to it all the time. I love Kanye. But I'm like, Kanye, stick to music and shoes, Eric. But other than that, the guy's nuts. His shoes are ugly. Let's, let's call it space. I like space. them. Those but the Yeezys. thing is, did you know, he also, like, he was with Nike for Yeezys, and then, uh, or as my dad calls them, Yazaj. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he, he just can't pronounce it. He's like, oh, what are those GG things? And I was like, <laughs> Anyway, um, those, you know, he was with Nike, 
for those Yeezys and then um, he just decided to go with Adidas because Nike weren't letting him be creative enough. And I could just imagine in that meeting, like all the Adidas execs are going like, Kanye's there like, yeah, I want to fly a boat out and do this and then get around for president. And all the Adidas guys are like, yeah, yeah, sure, go, go for it. As long as it brings us like millions. Well, the um, Adidas is a far litter brand than Nikike. A far what brand? Adidas is a far better brand than Nanike. I would disagree, actually. Three I prefer Nike. Mm. No. Uh, <laughs> I feel like we got on a tangent there, but yeah. Um, if Kanye was going for president and you were an American and it was Trump or Kanye or Biden, who would you go for? You obviously go with Biden. Come on. Everyone loves Joe Biden. Yeah, I'm confused as to how the uh, the US uh, political system works because, like, where is he going to fit in? I'm confused. I don't you have two at the end. You have to yeah, pick from. Yeah, so I think I think he'll go against our good friend Joe, and then he'll obviously not win up against Joe, and then it will be Joe and Trump because you just but pick between he... two parties. Oh, but you know, he used to be a big Trump fan. Do you remember that? That was all a controversy as well in itself. Um, when he came out as like liking Trump and wearing that stupid red hat. But then, um, but then apparently now he's denounced his love for Trump. Kanye, Kanye is actually someone who, if Kanye came up to me and said, Loretta, the sky is blue, I'd go, you're a bastard. It's green. Because I just can't trust anything that he says. (laughs) Kanye is like Jay from the Inbetweeners. Just don't take anything he says seriously. Because he's it's all useless. Bullshit. Yeah, he's an incredibly useless little human being. But if I, if someone's selling tickets for his concert, best believe I'm being the front row. Yeah. <laughs> Kanye, we love you. Kanye, we love you. Um, well, so, I mean, who are you voting for, though? If you're going, are you going Kanye or Trump? If you had a choice. Oh, God. I actually, I don't... I think I'd have to go for Kanye because crazy is better than what we, what those people currently have, which is just... It's like... I don't even know. It's like someone's taken a massive diarrhea shit on top of an active volcano. That's what I think about <laughs> when I think about Donald Trump. Wow. So, Kanye, who would you pick? Um, yeah, it has to be Kanye. The reason is, like, you know when, like, George Floyd got murdered and then Trump was just useless? Like, he said, he put the tweet out saying when the looting starts, the shooting starts. Shit like that. I just, I would hope Kanye wouldn't be against, like, you know, other black people. I feel like he would hopefully try and help, like, that cause a little bit. But I don't know. I mean, the guy's nuts, so... (laughs) He might imagine he came out like ban all black people from America and I'd be like, What? Kanye, you don't you look in the mirror, man. I feel like he just yeah, he's just not that's all I have to say about him. I I think that's a good place for us to shimmy on because he's yeah. crazy. He's crazy. He is crazy. So after that very serious first topic that Mm -hmm. is Kanye we thought we would add in one of our famous segments that we do every week 
this week we've decided to talk about small myths or like I guess fables or white lies that our parents told us, our family told us, our friends told us or things we fell for at school basically. So Loretta, kick it off. Growing up, I was a very religious person and someone was telling me from church, they said, looking back, every aspect of your life involves the Lord. No matter what, you fall down on the street, that's the Lord. Everything that happens in the past, everything that happens in history is the Lord. That's why it's called His Story. Mic drop. Wow. (laughs) Is that true? No, it's not fucking true. So during school, and I'm sure other people remember this, we were told, or I was told, if you swallow chewing gum... It stays within your stomach for two years. Or that if you swallow a seed, it can grow a tree. Now, the tree one, after, you know, do biology GCSE, didn't bore her anymore. But the chewing gum thing, if someone can confirm or deny this, that would be great. But I'm pretty sure that's a lie. If someone could confirm it for me as well, I'd actually really appreciate it. Because I think it could be true. No, I I think it's a lie. (laughs) <laughs> but in England, it was seven years. I know it might, it might have been two years up in Scotland, but in England, it was seven years. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> so I thought as a kid, and when I say a kid, I mean I was like six, that when I would go for a poo, it would come out brown. And so I thought that when white people went for a poo, it came out white. <laughs> I'm not joking. You are kidding. That just reminds me of when some girl at school asked me what colour my nipples were. And that was when I realised... <laughs> that was when I realised that, like, white people had pink nipples. Oh, my God. What a memory. Uh, okay, so one thing I re- that still sticks with me today is... I don't know if you ever heard this story, but it's the story of a lady who worked at a post office and she licked an envelope and there was, like, a cockroach egg on the envelope and then, like, over a few weeks she got, like, pain in her tongue and then um, eventually it grew to a massive lump and she kept getting it checked out and they couldn't see anything and eventually a cockroach came out of her mouth and it had been growing in her tongue. So since then, I've never licked envelopes. Have you ever heard what? that? No, because it's Honestly. not. <laughs> or like, I, I like lick my finger and like, you know, wipe it around the envelope because honestly, that is my biggest fear. Or like spider eggs or something. <laughs> Disgusting. As a child, I thought that it was impossible for it to rain on Sunday because it was a sun day. Wow. You are really falling for these word things, aren't you? <laughs> Did you know breakfast is break fast? No, it's why... not. Yes, it is, and that's why it's called breakfast, because you break your fast, like, from the sleep. Wait, that's actually... did you know that when they say be there or be square, it's because you're not around? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard that. Mental. I was always have been taught that weeing in a pool will mean like a special dye will appear around you and um, everyone will know so I just was always scared of that I love peeing in pools 
Do I pee in the shower. Do you pee in the shower? I actually do pee in the shower. Yeah. Yeah, because a lot of people don't. <laughs> Apparently, I'm like, why would you get out, use a toilet when like we're all humans, you know? You know, in this lockdown, I've weed more in like the bushes than I have like probably my entire life in these last three months. Nowhere's open. My grandma yeah. went to her house and I wee in her garden. I'm not really allowed in the house. And then she goes, oh, it reminds me of when we're back in the villages in India. <laughs> it's a good life we've lived. Yeah. So our next topic is... So I guess the reason this stemmed is I was having a conversation with my friend who's like from like proper Essex, basically. And a lot of her friends from home didn't go to uni. And she says now, like, she notices a massive difference when they all hang out. And she notices, like, you know, things they say, little views, stuff like that, that she probably wouldn't have noticed, you know, prior to being at uni. Um, So I wanted to have a discussion with you and see, like, do you think, Loretta, you have changed? And I don't mean, like, changed, like, you know, we're a bit more grown up now and stuff. But, like, do you think you've wildly changed from when you were like at school to now after we finished our degree and we've worked for a few years definitely i was i used to be a massive dickhead and i'd like to think that now <laughs> what do you mean used to be shut up <laughs> <laughs> honestly before and i'm i'm gonna be so transparent before i was a i was a body shamer i was just a bit of a massive dick i was um a colorist i don't know if that's the correct tense of the word i was a heightist actually i wasn't but height was a thing for me i was a snob even though i was working class and i was just a very mean let me actually just be frank i was a bitch i don't actually think there's any other way i could say it and going to university and then working at that big company that I work at where they pay me all of that money has literally it gave me the slap that I needed to be like sis it's it's time to change and it's changed from lots of lots of things like body shaming and how I was a huge body shamer if someone looked remotely different I would literally be like ha ha okay that's just made me really laugh but I'm not laughing at the fact that I used to be a body shamer and right the way through to so Chrissy, I'm gonna share something with you that I, I've never shared with anyone and you're the only person I'm gonna trust with this and all of our listeners. But you know, once I was I was sitting on on the bus at the back and this little shit, this little kid comes up to me and goes, Move and can you believe <laughs> <laughs> and can you believe I moved? Like I'm, I'm not joking. I moved, and from that day onwards, I was like, "Bruv, if you cannot afford a car, close your motherfucking legs." And I can see now how problematic that is. Yes, um, I agree with you. I mean, probably less to that extent, but um. Yeah, I so in in lockdown, my friends did a little like quiz, you know, where they pull up your old social media posts and you have to go guess who wrote mm. it. Like a tweet that I've written saying like, uh, 
women with big boobs shouldn't wear low cut dresses. Honestly, I had no idea it was me. So when, when they said, Oh, it's Chrissy, I'm like, Are you kidding? That is horrible. Like, I completely don't agree with that. So then I was like, got me thinking. I was like, yeah, there's definitely a load of things now that I think differently to then. But I think it's wild for people because I'm, I'm quite lucky. Like I grew up in quite a multicultural area generally, but a lot of people like going to uni is like the first time they see someone who's brown or like mm. the first time they see someone who's worn a turban. For a lot of people, I think uni is like, is so progressive for their views, etc. And obviously, I know I appreciate like uni isn't for everyone. Yeah, it's a it's a weird one. I just it's, you, you don't consciously notice it, do you? You don't consciously notice that. Oh, I'm changing it. Oh, I'm becoming more, you know, woke or whatever. There are definitely things that I notice now when I come back home that like you know maybe like my family say or whatever people that. Um, maybe been here for a lot longer uh i guess it's more like small town mentality isn't it i'm not saying where i live is small but yeah it's a strange one i so i I think about who i was like it's it's 15 16 so less than 10 years ago and honestly my only goal then was i just wanted to be at 16 well at 15 by the time i was 16 i just wanted to be a wife and i wanted to have some kids that was literally my outlook on life. I just went, that's actually all I want to do with my life. I don't, I don't want a career. I don't really want, I don't even really want to go on holiday. As long as I have someone to love me and a car, and a child that can wash the dishes for me instead of me doing it myself, I am blessed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm blessed. Yeah. And then I just got the wake up call of my life and I just went, okay, Loretta, you need to go to university. And then going to university, people telling me things like, oh, yeah, this is a cafeteria. A cafeteria. How do you say it? Cafeteria. A cafeteria. 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 Oh, I don't know either. <laughs> <laughs> this is, you know, people going, oh, this is how you press your coffee. I was thinking, oh, you have to press instant coffee granules. They were like, nah, bitch. No, you Honestly, don't. I agree with you on that. I had no idea people drank, didn't drink instant coffee and just this whole like people going oh yeah at home i've got my agar and i was like what's who's who's agar (laughs) (laughs) uni for me was a huge cultural shock because we obviously went to a university which is predominantly filled with a lot of a lot of middle class upper middle class people and i've come from a working class background and I got there, you know, with like my little fucking Tesco bag. Let me be real, it was little bag. And like with all my stuff. And I was just like, fuck, I can't even afford to live, let alone breathe. And I, for me personally, I think I actually spent a lot of time just really trying to catch up to the people who were in my life because they were doing these yeah. huge extravagant things like going on holiday. I went on my first holiday when I was 20. You know, they were going on these holidays and they'd been to all of these places where I was like, oh, I've been to Tottenham. I've been there. <laughs> and, but I appreciate that culture shock so much because now growing up, my friends go, oh, I can't wait. When I grow up, I want to be as rich as Loretta. I want to be as bougie as Loretta. So it was shocking, but I needed it. it. It's wild 
it's just wild that you get a whole bunch of people from all around the world. No, well, not even the world. Let's say all around the UK from completely different class classes, completely different upbringings. And you just throw them into like a building, at least in first year accommodation wise. You throw them into a building and you go, you guys are going to get on. Um, and obviously like sometimes it doesn't work out and then sometimes people are your best friends. But did you ever feel like at uni you had to compensate because you weren't from like this middle class, upper class background that a lot of people were? Um, did I feel like I had to compensate? Definitely yes. I so I really struggled in my in my first semester at university academically. My grades were lit, but it took me such a long time to grasp the concept of what I was meant to be doing in the degree I was paying £9,000 a year for. And and then everyone kind of around me was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go to Freshers' Fair. I'm going to go spend... Do you know what actually was the biggest shock for me? Motherfuckers buying branded food from Tesco. Like, what's wrong really? with... Honestly, for me, I was like, when there's, you could literally get it Tesco value for like 15p, yet you're going to spend one pound on fucking McVitie's. What's wrong with you? And like that, that for me used to blow my mind. And a lot of people, so a lot of people would go shopping with me because they're like, Loretta knows how to get us fed and not go broke. Whereas I think I realised I was eating such, I was used to such a low quality of food. I used to eat these 60p pizzas which I'm sure most people at university have tried, but they don't even use real cheese, man. They use fat. Like, it's not even real. But really? I, was, I was so satisfied because it was all I knew. And yeah, I was just chasing after everyone. Like, oh, But I never did it to the extent of, oh, I should go and buy this really nice thing because I just, I didn't even have enough money to, to have gone forward and said, I want to pretend that I'm okay. I was just like... I'm broke and I am okay with it. Yeah. Fair. It's a, um, yeah, it's a weird one. I, I hope, um, I hope we like continue though now. I hope we don't just like stagnate and go like, okay, we're done learning now. Like we're done changing. Um, but I think that's kind of how the natural progression goes, doesn't it? Like you get more towards your thirties and you become more stubborn and then you get stuck in your ways, etc. But, Glad that you, um, I guess, think you become like maybe a better person from it all. I definitely have. I have. I don't know about that one. <laughs> so finally, we're going to be doing the Transformers robots. You like how I call it the Transformers robots, everyone? Into our very last topic, which is on polyamory. Or, as the kids are calling it now, ethical non-monogamy. Because it's not just... Are people get that? Yes. Who? People. People, Chrissy. People. Because it's I've not just... Like it's not just David or Sunil or Raphael out there cheating. They are ethically being non-monogamous. It's definitely a thing. I've heard someone say it who is polyamorous slash ethically non-monogamous. So we're going to be discussing that today and essentially just gauging, I guess, Chrissy's views on 
whether or not she thinks it's a good idea because I'm sure everyone can tell from my tone that I love the idea. So, Chrissy, polyamory, and we're gonna we're gonna plug Will and Jada Smith in here as well. So, tell me what you think. So, I I think obviously with anything, everyone's entitled to do what they want to do, right? So, if you and your boyfriend or your girlfriend want to be polyamorous, then fuck it, do it. I don't care. It doesn't affect me. Personally, for me, I don't think I could do it. Um, I definitely don't think I could hack my boyfriend or husband or fiance or whatever going and getting with other girls or having another family or another girlfriend or wife on the side. But that, that is personal for me. Now, do I think it works? I don't know if I'm in a position to make a decision on that just because I've never had it. I don't know what it's like, but if I had to put a stance on it, I'd say probably don't know if it would work long term. Maybe like a short term thing, sure. But can you? I, I don't know if you could. You'd be married, let's say, if you're married for like sixty years. I don't know if it, that would work. Being polyamorous, what do you think? So I guess I just want to start off by you know educating our viewers on. Well, we don't have viewers, we have listeners. <laughs> on educating our <laughs> listeners on the concept of what you know what polyamory is, and essentially it isn't it isn't an open relationship where you have your primary relationship and you are able to have sexual or intimate relationships with other people. That's something else. Polyamory is where you have passionate, love filled intimate relationships but just with more than one person and so essentially that's what it is and uh, so do I think they could work long term I think absolutely but it requires a lot of communication it requires you to be able to set very clear and firm boundaries within your relationship I also caveat and say I have never been in one myself but I have I have watched from you know a close distance I have been in very close relations with people who are in one and I think it can work but as long as communication is key and I think that's such a big hindrance in relationships at the moment it just to the point where people don't talk about how they feel something makes someone feel uncomfortable or they want to explore something and you don't whereas I think polyamory just gives you such an incredible platform to say and do the things that society forces you into a box about telling you you can't do. Yeah, I I do think society has uh, shaped us to think, you know, a loving relationship is a, a, like a man and a woman. Mm. And that is changing now in that, like, you know, obviously same sex stuff going on as well. But a man and a woman and... um you know, both are faithful to each other for their whole lives. Um, and to be honest with you, like, you know, I, I come from uh, a family where, like, my mum and dad have been together. They met when they were 17. They've been together for 30-something years. So I can understand why, like, my brain is shaped to think that. However, there is an argument, which I do slightly agree with, is that, like, as humans, we've got instincts, right? Or and uh, as animals, sorry, we've got instincts, and it's unsustainable to be with one person for the rest of your life. Like mm. that, apparently, humans are like 
you know, uh, uh, humans are like shaped to have more than one partner. Um, however, maybe if it became more of a normal thing, i.e. like, you know, it was just a, it was the social norm to have a load of different relationships, then it might, you know, I might change my views or maybe like, you know, our kids, kids, whatever will have those views. But at the moment, I feel like it's just, for me, I don't know if I would, I feel like I, I want that person to have like one centre of attention that has to be me. <laughs> no, and I understand that and I and I respect that completely. And when I think about polyamory, I think about how it's this concept of an open communication about respect and if at any point your partner says I do not want to do this anymore you then kind of go okay you're my primary relationship do we continue our relationship independently or do I just continue off with my other people but under no circumstances should you ever feel pressured or coerced into doing something that you do not feel entirely comfortable with and polyamory I think there sometimes is that risk but it also happens in you know heteronormative relationships as well where a girl so so it's like a common example is you know a guy says to his girlfriend I really want to have a threesome she's completely straight but she's like I don't I don't want to lose him so then she does and it's just that whole you know compromising so under no circumstance Chrissy should you ever feel like you have to compromise and I do like your stance of people can actually do whatever the fuck they want, which is my stance on a lot of things as well. But I just think I hope that someone could come into work and say, you know, this is Bob and this is Tim. We sleep in a bed together. Or I see Bob Monday through Wednesday and I see Tim Thursday through Saturday and Sunday is my day. You know, and I just feel as if if you want to come in and you want to say that, I just, I hope we can move towards a society where people are just like, what the fuck are you doing? That's not how God intended it. Is that even legal? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get what you mean. I uh, I think it'll just take time. Like, I don't want people to think like, oh, I'm against it. For me personally, like you said, it's not my thing. Longer term, like, do you think when you're 60 then, like if you were in that, you'd be you'd then be like still doing that like what are you doing? like what also happens if you have kids like how does that work surely it gets a lot more complicated then i'm a big believer in that we should not be making key decisions on our lives just on this concept of the fact that we might have children i hate the fact that a lot of the times where you want to do something and they go oh yeah but what about those your kids that don't exist i'm like I don't give a fuck about my kids that don't exist. I, I want to make decisions for myself and right now. In terms of the actual logistics of how a polyamorous relationship would work if you then had children, I have no fucking idea because I don't like kids. I don't have any. And I don't even have one partner, let alone two. <laughs> and <laughs> so in terms of logistics, I don't know. In terms of if when I was 60 and if I, if I decided to go down the route of polyamory, I just think in your bed there'd be more than one person, you know. More people would cry at my funeral when I was gone. And that, to me, just really means something, Chrissy. <laughs> yeah, I just think, like, you know, Loretta, you and I, we can't even find one person. Yeah. So 
How are we gonna? Uh, <laughs> are we pretending we can find two or more? I know, right? Please, Let's just focus on the one. Now. Please slide into <laughs> my DMs. I'm begging you. <laughs> and just like that, we are done for this week. So, Loretta, does it hurt? Does what hurts? Running through my dreams all night. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I couldn't even I couldn't even say it with a straight face. Anyway, uh, I typed in like funny uh, endings of funny outros. Um and that came up. So yeah. Does it uh anyway do you, you wanna give a rundown of what we've covered? Yes, I, I would absolutely love to. So first of all, we started off with the insanity that is Kanye Robert West and then we you know we did the shakalaka into our segment which is crazy myths that we've heard across our lives and then we did you know the spider-man into our second topic which is about how our views have changed over the last 10 years and then we wrapped it up in a nice little bow about the logistics and our views on polyamorous slash ethically non-monogamous relationships it was a good week woohoo yes it was i feel like we got a bit lighter this week um not really by choice it just uh kind of happened like that but i i think we've had a good chat i've enjoyed it um lockdown is easing which is great see as we started this podcast at the beginning we're now what nine episodes deep and uh yeah we're towards i guess like you know, pubs are reopening, etc. So, um, can you believe that we made it this far, really? I can't believe I survived, honestly. Anywho, another week, and I'll see you soon. I've got to tell people what our email address is. Ah, uh, yes, sorry. So, for everyone who's a first-time listener, it's blazingradio at gmail.com. One more time for the people I'm begging to please, please slide into my DMs. It's blazingradio at gmail.com. We don't check our emails, but we might if you send us something. 